0: peace 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 welcome to another episode of wise the dome today i have a, a, a very special guest man he's a great MC, uh great storyteller great uh, paints great pictures with his bars um i am god out of chicago all capitalized you know what i'm saying i appreciate you for coming through g i
1: appreciate you for having me much love salute on me rakim shabazz we here
0: man we Pray. in here we in here, man. And um, so i like to take it back from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Um, for those that may be just tapping in with what you're doing, you know, the last year or so, um, how long you been rhyming? Man, I've been rhyming for at least 20 plus. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'm 35
1: right now. I'll be 36 in a matter of months. Um, I probably started rhyming around like 10, 11. Mm-hmm. I probably started taking it serious as in something that I wanted to do for a living. Around 14, 15, somewhere around there. And I ain't really get decent until around
0: 16. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah, that's and that's another thing, like, and so you're you're beginning to get acclaim and people are knowing your name and people are rocking with the movement, but a lot of times when people don't see the grind, they can think it's like an overnight type of thing. Right. If you can explain what that grind has been like, because now you are getting your flowers. Now you are being known as one of the top lyricists in the underground. But it wasn't an overnight process. You know what I'm saying? If you can speak about that grind. Oh, man,
1: the grind was a uh, man. It was a a tumultuous one at times. Mm-hmm. It was a Frustrating one at times. It was a, a, a painstaking one at times, you know, all that, all the above. And it's also positivity in that too. I can't say it was all bad. You know, the grind is what makes us who we are. It's mm-hmm. what gives us that, uh, our character. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I said, it essentially makes us who we are. So the grind, man, it's been everything from, you know, a learning experience to, to heartbreak, you know, mm-hmm. everything in between. Um, I started out, I probably didn't hit the internet with my music probably until around like 2010 maybe you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying that was around the time i probably started first getting on the internet i've been recording music probably since 2000 and i want to say somewhere around 2005 maybe mm-hmm. around 405 that's when All i right. first start was able to get into a uh, a studio and that was through my my cousin shout out my cousin man fluid ill flow he like, actually used to rhyme himself and this guy had a group called a faction family always comes together and others need you know what i'm saying and um he him and that, that crew faction family they are big
0: okay so we had some technical difficulties but um you were explaining you know uh being on the internet, you first started releasing music on the internet around 2010. Um, as far as the grind and you know getting your music heard, how has the internet helped with that? Oh man! At first, you know, I ain't
1: really, I didn't know what, what I was doing. You know, mm-hmm. I was just basically spamming links. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like throwing links on the internet twenty times in a row, probably more right. motherfuckers than. <laughs> So I didn't know what I was doing at first. I was just so eager and thirsty to get my music out there and to have somebody listen to it and get Mm -hmm. some feedback. I was going about it all the wrong way. Mm -hmm. You know, I probably didn't I probably didn't like gain no real traction until like coming back in 2020, you know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that is due is thanks to um the homie kill, you know. Mm -hmm. Like um, I think I just I don't know, like. I was trying to like strategize to see like, okay, if I'm gonna have my music on the internet, you know, I need some voices that hold some type of power, you know, to help me spread my message. Right. So I don't know how I stumbled upon his page, mm-hmm. but somehow I came upon his Twitter, you know, and I'm like, okay, he got a decent following. I see, you know what I'm saying? Like, and he he had a culture, you know what I'm saying? Like he talking that talk, like he doing his thing. So I reached out to him and I sent him some music and, mm-hmm. I'm expecting to hear, you know, it's cool. I rock with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, here's my price. <laughs> let's go from there. Because, you know, everything come with a price nowadays, especially, you know what I'm saying, in Chicago, like everybody got a service to provide. Right. You know, so he hit me back and he was like, yo, this shit is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to help you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I have my team uh helping help you promote it. I do a podcast, Apartment 5B. And I'm like, right, it sounds good. What's your price? Right. You know what I'm saying? He like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, just, uh, that's what I, that's what we do. Like, I want to help you, you know what I'm saying? Ain't, ain't no price, you know what I'm saying? Right. I'm like, oh, shit. So, Keel has been, killing a whole apartment 5B Cash, shout out to Porsche, you know what I'm saying, Eddie, you know what I'm saying, like, everybody over there, like, they have been an immense help, you know what I'm saying, with helping me spread my message, and as well as the homie GQ out here from uh Chicago as well, you know what I'm saying, like, he didn't put a lot of people onto my work and others too but those been two of the main ones so it started out rough for the first several years you know what i'm saying but lately it's been decent the last couple
0: years man like i, I couldn't i couldn't be more thankful yeah man peace to kill and everybody over there apartment yeah. 5b they definitely dope and um if y'all haven't seen them check out their their podcast it's real dope they're putting on for the coaching but right. somebody that's been um grinding the way you've been grinding to finally start to get, you know, the love and people noticing and recognize you. Like, how does, how does that feel? You know what I'm saying? Because you've been putting in work for a long time, but now, you know, people are, are, are taking notice of what you're doing.
1: It's definitely gratifying, bro. It's definitely gratifying because, you know, um I'm not really in this shit. Well, let me not say it like that. My, my, uh, my end all be all to this shit is not the bread, it's not right. money. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, um, I feel like when you're dealing with greatness, you know, the money gonna find you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So anytime you you embarking on a journey to be great or to be legendary or to make history, somebody gonna find you and offer you an opportunity to monetize off that. You know what right. I'm saying? But that's never been my main focus. That's never been my main initiative. But it's gratifying to see people actually, you know. Um, take notice of what I'm doing because, you know, my art is for the people. It's for any like-minded individual. It's not just for me, which is why I'm putting it out. So, you know, when I when somebody tell me about, you know what I'm saying, how they rock with a song or a project or how Mm -hmm. long they've been listening to it, I think that's the thing that get me the most when they start telling me, like, how long they they listen to it because we in such a microwavable era of music to where we consume shit and (laughs) we push it to the side before we digest it. You right. know, so that's the thing, bro. Because more than anything else, I want to leave a mark in this shit. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I want to leave a legacy behind. You know, so to get that response or those responses and those reactions and those words of encouragement from the people, bro, like that shit is that shit is that shit is I, you can't put a, a you can't put a value on that. It's invaluable. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You can't put a a, a a measure of value on that. You know what I'm saying? It definitely keeps
0: me going, and it's much gratitude. And you know, it's. I've seen, you know, you know, like how, like whenever you like, if you buy a new car, right. For some reason you start, you start noticing everybody else that got that car while you're driving. right? Right. Um, since I've been listening to your music and since I've been building with you and you know what I'm saying, just building a relationship with you, I noticed that, I mean, people outside of social media will, Hey, they'll send, send music and it'll be, and some of it has been yours. And like, yo, you heard this? I, yeah, that's my that's my guy right there. And but it's just dope to see, like you know, when the word spreads and it spreads fast and it can spread like a wildfire. fire. And I feel like people are catching on. And it's not just the it's not just online, right? It's people that are tapped into the underground. They may have heard it from word of mouth. Um, and somebody the other day, I, um, I forgot what the name of the song was. Uh, they said something over that you were uh, featured on, you know what I'm saying? And so I've been seeing your name everywhere, man. Gratitude,
1: man, I'm, I'm ecstatic about that. Like I can't, like I said, I can't be more thankful because, you know, that's a good sign to me, as in, you know, that's, I'm doing the right shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying, I'm on the right path. My trajectory is trending, you know what I'm saying, in the right way. So I can't say enough, man, I can't say enough. Like, it's definitely a motivating factor in keeping me want to continue to put my best foot forward because you know anytime I pop out whether it's to hit the stage whether it's for a guest appearance whether it's for my own shit I always want to put my best foot forward because the level I'm at it's still someone's first time I'm still it's still every every impression is a first impression at this point for me so I'm always trying to maintain and uphold and just continue to put out quality no matter what I'm doing regardless if it's 16 bars or whether it's 16 songs
0: like I always that quality, you know what I'm saying, to stay consistent, if not get better, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's real. That's real, man. And um, being from Chicago, I have a diverse hip-hop scene um, from battle rappers, drill rappers, conscious MCs, gangster rappers. Speak about just the in general, the Chicago hip-hop scene and the way you've seen it evolve and change throughout the years. I'm glad. I'm so glad that you tapped in and you pointed that out, bro, because
1: nowadays a lot of motherfuckers really only give us credit for the drill shit. You know what I'm right, saying? Oh, It's like, much more than that. Yeah. And we don't even really get that nowadays. I understand New York then kind of took that and ran with it and just right. knew, like that was a that was a, a cloud that I was ready to get from all over the city anyway, mm-hmm. because not the shit on my city, but I like to a degree how the New York niggas doing it, because it's motherfuckers coming out of that shit and they actually being successful. Yeah, if you're here with the shit, motherfuckers is dying behind that shit. Yeah, motherfuckers yeah. not uh, giving themselves a chance to get successful off the drill shit because it's too real. Right. Chicago is one of the cities that's always been too real for their own good. Right, like, Chicago has missed out on a lot of shit because we too fucking real in the wrong ways. There's nothing wrong with being real, but we too real in the wrong ways when it comes to bullshit. Right, you know I mean? and so um, our history is man, super culture you know what i'm saying and that's where you know if you're familiar with me on twitter or any of my social medias i use the hashtag chicago never forgot how to rap mm. you know and that's it's much more than rap though if you want to take it back to you know curtis mayfield Shaka mm. Conner, you mm, know what I'm saying? right like sam cook you know what i'm saying we've always given motherfuckers we've always had top-notch quality artists in whatever type of genre music it is like right. any need even to, to today any genre of music that you want or that you into, Chicago has a motherfucker that does that very well. Mm. You know what I'm right. saying? Like elite level shit. And that's any genre. I don't care what it is. You know, so we come from a rich history, you know what I'm saying? And I, I come from the lineage of the J.U. Isis, MC Juice. You know what I'm saying? Mm. might not be familiar. Yeah, he's the one that
0: battled Eminem,
1: right? And, and yeah, if I'm not mistaken, beat him twice. I know yeah. one is on camera. I've heard somebody say that both times was on camera, but I only saw one.
0: Yeah, I only saw one too yeah so uh
1: legendary battle mc uh the homie Vakil, who was like super cold ass raw legendary underground mc he actually on my upcoming shit, you know what i'm saying oh. but um from from them to of course you know we got the the, the household names like common lupe twister mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying no id you know what i'm saying legendary producer you know what i'm saying a legendary trackster um, then you got a little on the underground for those who might not know, you got psycho drama, buck side yes. effects, Loses. snipers, you guy. it's yes. Nardo, AK, and below zero. You yeah. got like, triple darkness, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to homies direct. You got a uh, snipers, you know what I'm saying? A gang of artists, EC, AKA white folks, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like C-Wall Mob, and so many you know, from Matt's crew, Color One, uh, Twisted coming out of that camp, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mastered all that shit, crew, Matt's crew. Uh, to to the ill State Assassin, shout out Ange 13, you know what I'm saying? Everybody affiliated with ill State to Mole men shout out Panic, you know what I'm saying? And nowadays you got artists like myself and labels like Filthy Analects, you know what I'm saying? Record company, shout out to K, all the guys over there. But you got like modern t- day shit. Like I call Vic Spencer, like he's the modern day uh, for uh, Godfather of this era's like underground Chicago rap scene. And what right. I mean by that when I say that, you know, he been around, we probably hit the internet with our music around the same time, mm-hmm. but his consistency has been unmatched, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And his quality has continued to progress, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like where well, a lot of us, a lot of the artists I know, we quit at times, you know what I'm saying? We get frustrated. Like he stayed down, 10 toes down, and he stood the square, like mm-hmm. he stood the test of time, and now you see him rub his shoulders with the likes of Stove God Cooks, the West Side Guns, the Binnies, right. the Rock Marcianos, the 38 Specials. He has genuine, not paid for, not bought relationships with these individuals. Like they don't come to Chicago if they don't tap in with him. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like, i look at him as a motherfucker like, but with that aside, who with the who he know aside, just his own uh, body of work and legacy that he in a process of, of leaving behind and laying down. Like Vic, you know what I'm saying? He a monster out here. Then you got like artists like Fillmore Green, mm. you know what I'm You got Weasel Sims and Jay Hayes, the homie King Seven, his class of '96 Sounds Company, you know what I'm saying? Lord S C '95 Goldie. You got Brittany Carter, who was an amazing. Oh, musician. I didn't know she was from Chicago. Brittany Carter is a beast, definitely from Chicago. Mm. You got mm. Freddie Olso, another uh, amazingly talented, you know what I'm saying? Female MC. You got uh, you got Psalm One um you got add too you got deaf c yes. Solo Five, green slime like the list goes on i could keep going and going and going it's not just me you know like sometimes people will hit me like oh bro you you the best out of chicago right now i appreciate you but i'm doing a disservice to my city if i don't bring other motherfuckers names up and i just take that praise for myself like if y'all love me you are gonna absolutely adore these other motherfuckers that we got right. because Chicago always had that shit. You know what I'm saying? Always.
0: Yeah, and and the names um, that you that you that you said as far as like who's doing things now, including yourself, and you know you have people like Add Two and Brittany Carter. Um, and what do you think though? Like media outlets or and and they tend to not focus on that side of Chicago though. They only want to talk about. The drill music, like that is the only representation of Chicago. And I feel like they do not only the game a disservice, but they're doing Chicago a disservice too, due to the fact that y'all do have this rich musical history. Y'all have extremely talented MCs that are doing their thing on the underground level. Even mainstream artists, common is still rapping. You know what I'm saying? Kanye is, they don't, they, they kind of separate Kanye from Chicago a lot of times because he doesn't, you know, like in the, just the narrative, right? Um, But why do you think that like everything is just so focused on drill when y'all have another type of scene that's bubbling and thriving as well? Because it's
1: that whole clout, attention, go with what sale shit, not saying that what we doing can't sell, but you know, it's easy to put a product out that motherfuckers romanticize. Yeah. And we just romanticize this street shit, this gangster shit. You know what I'm saying? To a fault, it's yes. always like I've been seeing videos of motherfuckers from like the UK, like coming to Old Block like it's a fucking tourist attraction. Wow, wow. They own a the soil, they own the concrete, and like they can't believe it. Like they front in front of a holy grail or some shit. And I'm looking at this shit like it's Damn. wild as hell to me. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's kind of like, motherfuckers it's like coming to look at us like we some circus animals or some shit. Exactly, bro. It's act exactly, and it it's kind of like the shit is like, motherfuckers just gonna go with what's the most controversial because usually the most controversial shit is the shit that motherfuckers gonna buy into. right? And like, and that, and that go with, they go for local media as well. Like, they will report on the 15 shootings that happened over a course of two days, but they not gonna report on the motherfuckers like Inglewood Barbie who out here, like, feeding the homeless, like, mm. weekend. You know what, right. what I'm saying? Like week. They not gonna, uh, they not gonna you know blow up or promote the the actual rallies and and the marches that motherfuckers the demonstrations that motherfuckers do hold in the street because motherfuckers love to say well y'all demonstrate when the police kill y'all y'all don't demonstrate when y'all kill y'all that's bullshit that you just don't see it right you, if you not walking the streets you don't see it right you know what I'm so that's just media media gonna always well a certain kind of media a certain kind of media is always going to tend to go with what what gets headlines you know yeah. what's going peak a motherfuckers' interest and curiosity. And just, we just like to get caught up in bullshit. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. But I feel like Chicago never really planted our flag. I mean, motherfuckers know what it is. Like, as you just, you know what I'm saying, mentioned. Motherfuckers know our rich musical history, but it's like, I don't ever feel like we stamped, uh, like we planted our flag in a game because, you know, New York is 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 who New York is. The East Coast is what it is. New York started this shit. Mm-hmm. The West Coast had that shit and introduced gangster rap, so they going to forever be known for that. The South did their own things, so they they going to forever be known for that. Chicago is a place that motherfuckers are mentioned mm-hmm. and glossed over, but we mm-hmm. don't have that flag planted, you know what I'm saying? And that's right. why I want to be part of changing, you know what I'm saying? I want us to, to have that flag planted to where motherfuckers understand no Chicago was a staple, because we are, but I just don't feel like we get that respect like we should. I, I don't, yeah. I, I'm not
0: going to say we don't get the respect at all, but we don't get it like we should. Yeah, I think the res- the M- MCs know, right? MCs and producers know. Mm-hmm. But the media acts like they want to overlook that and and only focus on one thing. And so like in 2020 I Am God came out. Um 2021 The Eternal Reflection and then 2021 again Hell's Angels and Heaven's Demons, uh which is my personal favorite. Um, these are all well thought out projects, right? And you are able to release them at a consistent rate. Now I've seen where a lot of artists now, you know, are, are quick to come out with music. Um, and sometimes it sounds like just doing the same album, but yours is not like that. Um, how does, the, how do you, first off, like where does that type of work ethic come from? and whenever you are going into uh writing an album like do you have a concept for the album already because you know like hell's angels and heaven's demons like that's extremely conceptual we'll get into more you know about it uh later on in the interview but how do you what is that process like you know what i mean as far as you and and when it's time to create a new album um the work ethic to speak about that first is fairly
1: new you know mm-hmm. um before I, I quit doing music around like 2016, 17, somewhere around there, and I came back uh, 20 the end of 2019, didn't mm. release nothing until 2020 though. So um, the work ethic is fairly new. Like surprisingly to myself, I've done more with much more personal responsibility in my life mm. than I have with less personal right. responsibility in right. My right. Life. But at the same time, I'm old. I'm a little more mature. I see things for what they are. I understand how to stay out in my own way. Because mm-hmm. so a lot of times we have problems and we quit the point to outside sources. And right. it be, uh, yeah. well, I was able to grow and mature and recognize that I was the source of a lot of my own problems, my attitude and how I would carry on. Mm-hmm. And also I am making a little more money now, so I can't get my vision out the way I see fit, but mm-hmm. I used to get discouraged. Like, if I couldn't execute my shit exactly how I wanted to, I didn't. I wouldn't do it. I Like, mm. so to speak, take my ball and go home. Right. I'm taking the ball away from myself. You know right. what I'm saying? It was like, I'm not helping myself because now I'm not doing anything versus to doing it based on what I have available to me. Mm. So, you know, just a lot of maturity, a lot of maturing, you know what I'm saying? Understanding, growing and developing and understanding that, you know, you got to just make do with what the fuck you have. Like, if you claim that this is what you want to do and you this and you that. Like, I like to say I'm this, I'm that, I'm the best and blah, blah, blah. blah. I like, that shit, bro. Right. Because the motherfuckers who really can hold themselves at that high of a level, they're not letting a couple wrinkles in a plan fuck up their whole demonstration.
0: Thanks. You know what I mean? like. Hold, hold on real quick, Jay. Okay, so yeah, like we were building on, um, you know, uh, as far as your albums go and the work ethic, you were stating that, you know, um, That's just uh, some. That's kind of a recent thing, but with that said, what you've been putting out is is dope, and it does not sound rushed. Um, And like I said, conceptually, like they they are all they all are albums that stand alone, right? Like I meaning that it's its own project. It doesn't. It's not um, necessarily like how some. Uh, make the same album over and over again. If you can, like, what's the process like, you know, whenever you're conceptualizing what direction you wanna go with your, with your album?
1: You know, that's funny because I only, like the first one, I Am God, like that was the one that I kinda like knew exactly what it was that I wanted to do, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That was the one where it was like, okay, I know i've been going for a few years i want to make a statement you know what i'm saying coming back into this shit. i want to get back to the basics and let the people know that i really do this rap shit. like i know how to really rap right you know so that was the only one that was really like conceptualized beforehand and i knew what i wanted to do mm-hmm. going in mm-hmm. and that one turned out to be what it was now with the eternal reflection bro i can't credit none other than nothing other than divine intervention for that you Mm. know because it's like man like that one hold on one second Mm man that one right there um the eternal reflection i initially i initially wanted to do like another i am god sounding project you know hard beats hard bars, you know what I'm saying? Right. But that one was curated in the midst of 2020, 2020. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Actually, yeah, it dropped 2021. So that one was not going largely, on largely yeah. That one was largely curated over the year 2020. So with all everything going on from you know George Floyd, you know what I'm saying, uh the uh, uh, the the developments of the Brianna uh Taylor case mm-hmm. um it was it was just a lot you know what i'm saying like the the whole trump shit like it was just a lot bro you know what i'm saying so i had a a nice uh source of uh of content you know what i'm saying to pull from a lot of thoughts a lot of emotions you know a lot of negativity i was feeling and i was able to channel, able to channel that shit and put it out in a specific sort of way but that project was not planned to be that way that was not a uh, it wasn't supposed to be a concept album mm-hmm. you know it's just as I began making the music and the songs was coming together I just noticed the common thing you know yeah. and because I'm not a type of dude I don't even I don't even have uh concepts for songs prior mm-hmm. to hearing a beat mm-hmm. I love like having that beat to just take me wherever I need to go yeah. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like if I gotta sit with a beat for too long I might like it and it might be dope as hell but it's going to turn me off because now I got to sit and think about it too much. I like when a beat gives me the direction and tell me what to do and where to go. So a lot of those beats and shout out to homie custom made, you know what I'm saying? I got to, you know what I'm saying? Give him like all the respect as well as the homie Max Julian, because he is the, he produced the entire uh, first joint. I am God and custom made produced uh, the eternal reflection in its entirety. But, you know, the joints he was sending, it was just like giving me these emotions and these feelings Mm -hmm. and the thoughts that, uh, concepts and the thoughts was just coming. Right. you know and that was a real it, it was crazy cuz for all the the negativity and the 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 bad energy I was getting from 2020 it helped me to be some of my most creative ever right you know what i'm saying right. so it was it was crazy but that that joint was not uh planned to be that you know from the the cover of it with the shorty on the cover yeah. It was also, uh, actually uh his name is Robert Yummy Sandifer. Yeah. and he was killed you know what I'm saying? Execution style back in September of 1994. Hmm. You know, and um even though the project is not about his life, you know, it ties in with the with the title and the concept. You know, yeah. the title, the eternal reflection, and that portrait basically being like a reflection of what I see in the streets every day in Chicago. Yeah. Right. You know, it's basically saying the More things change, the more they stay the same. Right. You know, so the eternal reflection, I'm basically saying, like, this shit ain't changed. Like, I see the same shit. This shit is mm-hmm. eternal. I don't think it's never gonna change. And it's it's shit. You could say it's even worse now than right. what it was then. So, you know, that shit just came together. And with Hell's Angels and Heaven's Demons, you know, shout out the homie Dr. Mindbender, because he produced that joint in its entirety. And he also, my primary engineer, um, grind house shit, you know. Uh, he did a great job on the
0: production on that, by the way.
1: Hey, I definitely relate a message gratitude, bro, because he definitely is a monster. Um, that shit was a little leftover feelings from uh the eternal reflection. Cause you could hear, you know, what I'm saying, kind of like in the beginning of the project, the first few songs kind of deal with some of the same topics that I was. I say like the first four or five. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and those songs was kind of, and they wasn't wrote close together or nothing like that. You know, I don't write uh. Um, I don't really write for multiple projects at the same well i do i can't lie I, I was writing for like the eternal reflection and some of hell's angels and heaven's demons at the same time so yeah so a lot of the, uh a good portion of those songs from hell's angels kind of like fit the theme of um you know the eternal reflection just over doc beats because you know, i was still letting that shit out you know what i'm saying i was right. still getting that out of my system you know so that came together how it came together too like I knew that one was going to be a little darker because I wanted to base it off, um, base the, the, the soundscape off Dreadhead Zombies. That mm-hmm. was the first song we actually recorded, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, for that project. Right. And a lot of people don't know, the Hell's uh, Angels and Heaven's Demons was actually the first shit that I started recording when I came back into music. Like, we yes. started recording that in 2019. Wow.
0: 2019,
1: early 2020. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that Doc had prior obligations, you know what I'm saying, that he had to fulfill. And I ended up working with Max Julian for uh, I Am God. And right. they just fail how they fail, you know, but yeah. Hells Angels was the first shit we started working on.
0: Well, don't, it, it does seem like like that happened for a reason because the way that they came out it's I, I can't imagine it coming out in a different order at this I mean, point, either, either. you either, know what either, I'm Yeah. And um, so in Hells Angels and Heavens Demons, um, you do touch on some heavy concepts, um, and which is what I like about it. Well, one of the reasons why I like it. Um, even in the, the beginning song, the first song, um, what made you go there? Because like it's, I mean, you you really touch on things, like even in the the first joint of that, a lot of MCs may be afraid to talk about, you know what I'm saying? But, but you put it all out there and I, I feel like that was, that was dope and you know the game needs stuff like that for the simple fact um lyricism to me is not just being able to be complex with your words but it's be, being able to convey an idea shine a light on an idea and that's what hip hop is supposed to do and with that you know what I'm saying you touch a lot of a, a plethora of different topics and we'll get into those as well but Like what made you go there on this album as far as, you know, just being able to speak what you see, even if it's extremely negative, even if it's like something that's real foul, but it really happens. You know what I'm saying?
1: It just needed to be, it just needs to be talked about. And these things are being talked about, but it's in different spaces. And Mm -hmm. we might not be in the spaces that they are being talked about. So for everybody that's in the hip hop space and they really fuck with this type of music, it's my duty, responsibility To bring that to motherfuckers' attention if they not aware already, you know, like again, bro, like I consider myself a throwback MC, you know, and what the MCs of the past did, they was always a source of information. Now, sometimes the information wasn't hundred percent accurate, depending on how they got it and how they put it out, but it still was enough to get the ball rolling as far yeah, as you going fast. to do your own knowledge of the shit and get whatever you're gonna take from it so it's imperative that i do the same you know because a lot of shit is is here and a lot of shit is just not um it's just not mainstream enough for it to catch motherfuckers attention so when i talk about things like the doctor that botches his patient's operations because pay from their occupation don't equate to his compensation that's real shit right. you know really? doing that whole 2020 shit like I can't remember who it was and I don't even think I followed this individual, but something was retweeted into my timeline about statistics statistics of black women being given uh oh lesser... payment.
0: Like yeah. they don't they won't give them payment, they don't believe that they're in pain.
1: Right. Being given lesser treatment during childbirth. Oh wow. You know, so that shit that shit bothered me. You know what I'm saying? When I heard that and I'm like, what the fuck? So, you know, and that's where the, the The nurse comes in that's secretly racist. She see the faces of black and brown youth on a Mm -hmm. frequent basis, you know, and that's true, too. You know, a lot of these uh, medical facilities is overcrowded with our our kind, you know what I'm saying? Being black and brown or whatever. And a lot of you can't tell me that a lot of these motherfuckers is there to actually do their job and they don't have their own personal agendas. Like people still people at the end of the day, regardless of what title they hold. So that's why I take it from just regular motherfuckers in the streets running around killing shit. And you, we look at them sometimes as just savages, but you don't know the backstory or what brought them there. To so the fucking the money-hungry doctor who don't do the best for his patients if mm-hmm. he not getting paid how he want to, to the secretly uh, racist nurse, to the sexually abusive step pops, to the, uh, the foul Catholic priest who fucking with the altar boys, all that shit, you know. Mm-hmm. All that shit happens on a daily basis. And at one point or another, we hear stories, but I feel like the Hell's Angels and Heaven's Demon shit was just a play on words to flip and make us look at these characters and these titles that we would mm. normally by default mm-hmm. think is here to help us and protect right. us, that's not always what it is. Just because right. the motherfucker is adopted, I that don't mean to give a fuck about your state of health and your well-being. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of police ain't out here serving and protecting. They out right. here harassing and battering. You know what right. I'm saying? So just to always want to make a motherfucker think and, and look at shit from a different lens than what they might be looking at it from on the day-to-day.
0: Yeah, that's a brilliant concept, bro. And I mean, just real talk, like that's I think that's why it's just it's I think it's my favorite. I mean, not only because of what it is conceptually, but you are you manage to be able to talk about these concepts, but stay lyrical at the same time. Like, is that something that you're consciously doing? Because you know, a lot of in a lot of cases when it comes to MCs you will have the guy with the content might not necessarily be the guy that's the lyricist and vice versa. But in your yeah. case, it's, it's both. And you're able to, and you're able to not dumb down your pen and stay witty and lyrical, but convey a real message. Like, is that something that you consciously do?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that comes from artists like Nas. Mm. Uh, you could throw pun in there. You could definitely throw pop, big J and L um face q Cuba right. was a big influence of mine um death certificate kind of like made me look at society different and also be able to look at things and handle things differently too hmm. so absolutely to answer your question absolutely um i always try to make sure i don't lose the potency I'm technical, but I'm not a technician. I put it like that. Like, and what I mean by that, I said this before, I seen a video on Twitter to where Elza was breaking down different sorts of flows and cadences and nuances, and he actually had names to describe them. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was I can do everything he was breaking down, but I couldn't explain it if you had a gun in my head. You know what I'm saying? I just can't. I'm... I put in my 10,000 hours. I got more than 20 years in. I'm conditioned to do what I do. I don't know how to do it. I don't know where to pull it from. I just know when it come out, it come out. You know, that's what I've been conditioning, subliminally conditioning myself to do. And I try to add on that and build on to it. But it's all by ear, emotion, and feel. Mm. There's never nothing to where like how Rakim could explain how he places this bar here. He might leave a space, go to the next bar and come back and fill that shit in Like I could never be able to do that. My mind don't work like that. Like it has to come free flowing. It has to be a a free flowing train of thought and it's going to come how it's going to come. Now I might go back and change a word or two and shorten it up or lengthen the bar, but never nothing to where it's super technical. So with me being Technical is still a level of uh, technicality that can be understood. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I, I feel like sometimes I, I strive to go over a motherfucker head, but mm-hmm. more times than not, I want to keep it at a level to where it's a little technical, it's intellectual, but it's still digestible. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? To the everyday right. motherfucker, you ain't got to have no uh, scholarship from Harvard to understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Because right. my shit really ain't for them anyway. You right. know what I'm saying? So, um, it's definitely something I strive to do. I don't want to lose the potency of what I'm doing, which is emceeing through trying to convey a message because now it's kind of like, all right, bro, you preaching. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. I still want to give you that uh, that information. I still want to give you that information, but I want to give you the skill that you like me for, period. You know what I'm saying? I want to give you both and merge them. You know, um, again, I was just talking to one of my guys, shout out, uh, shout out Def C. I was talking to him yesterday and I was basically telling him that like throughout this time of trying to put myself together, excuse me, as a complete MC, I liken it to playing 2K. You know how without putting all the sliders all the way up to 99 and just (laughs) creating some motherfucking overpowered ass player. You know, you try to get as close as you can, but Mm. still being realistic. You try to get the sliders up as as much as possible without being OP. So it's kind of like, you know, that's what I've done or tried to do with my, with my craft and my artistry over the years. Like I just tried to take the best of all my favorite MCs because I'm a student of this shit as well. And I right. think people need to understand that. Like that's very important, I- important. If you're trying to be a high caliber MC, mm-hmm. you have to be a student. You have to, you absolutely 100% have to be a student of the culture. And I'm not just talking about rap. I'm talking about the culture of hip hop. Yeah. You know, you have to be a student in order to, I feel like we reached that level, you know what I'm saying? But it's definitely uh,
0: something I'm conscious of and I'm always striving to perfect. Yeah, speaking of uh, being a student, I was telling some uh, young brothers, uh, they was having the spaces. I was just building with them and, um, and I was, I saw an interview uh, where it was Winford Marcellus and uh, they were the jazz musician. And uh, uh, he now teaches at Juilliard, but he was doing, a, he was having a speech And he was answering questions from the audience, and uh, you know, they asked one of, uh, I think, you know, a young kid plays an instrument. Asked him, you know, what do I need to do in order to, you know, be the best that I could be? And first thing he did was tell him to, hey man, you got to study all the all the all the eras of jazz. You got to go back from Louis Armstrong all the way on to now, because you got to have that to be able to pull from. And I feel like emceeing would be the same thing. You know, like you have a much more, you have a, a much larger pool of information and understanding of how people rap, uh, rapped in, in order to compose your own thing. Like I, I kind of find it wild sometimes when I see, you know, every three months we'll see a, a, a new rapper come out and say, they never heard a Biggie or Tupac song, right? Like, I don't think that's anything to, That lets me. That put you already put you in a category in a lot of cases, and I'm not saying you got to be a huge, uh, pocket big fan like like how we may be, but you know, you. I think it's always good to at least understand the the art historically, in order to be the best artist. You got to know the ledge. Yeah, you got to know the ledge, bro. Point blank, peer. You got to know the ledge, man. Facts, facts, and you know, you kind of touched on something that. I was gonna ask you anyway, um, on Gotham Gangways, uh, like, bro, that's a, man, like that's a powerful joint right there. You know what I'm saying? I think that might be my favorite song on there, but you touched on on the topic of Chicago and what's, and and it could, you know what, it could be even, it could be related to any hood, right? Um, But, you know, you being from Chicago, you touched on the topic differently from most. It's from an intellectual standpoint, but it's also from someone who is still from that element, right? Where you're not separating yourself from this shit. It's like, you're analyzing it from seeing it and being around it. What made you write it that way?
1: Man, I'm glad that you brought that song, up, Bro, because I feel like that's a a very overlooked song on the project. Um, That's definitely one of the songs that I wanted people to pay attention to and be impacted by. Mm -hmm. With that being said, um, Gotham Gangways is my version of, like I said this before as well. Like I explained that uh Dreadhead Zombies was my version of the evils. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even without the sample is there, and now we lead through, affected with the evils. But the way he told the three stories he told, I just wanted to tell one story in multiple parts. Right. So how Gotham Gang, I mean how uh Dreadhead Zombies is my the evils. Got them gangways is my Star Wars, mm. like my Nah shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Like that song is heavily influenced by Nas Star Wars. And the reason being, if you listen to Star Wars, you know, the whole flip on that is about how rappers end up, you know, getting into these situations that they don't come out of alive. Right. You know, and that song was powerful to me that he, the way he put it, because he did it after the deaths of Biggie and Tupac, mm. not right after. That was like some early 2000 shit, maybe between 2000 and 2004 or something like that when that joint came out it might have been closer than that it might have been like oh one oh two something like that i can't remember but um and always was amazed at how he told that story you know what i'm saying because you know at one point in time i mean it's crazy now but that was kind of like the beforehand you know it was after the scott larock after big after pop after jam master jay but before how it is now to where you hear about a, a rapper being killed every other fucking week, it seemed like right. or every other day it sounds like. So, you know, Gotham Gangways was basically me telling the story of the modern day aspiring Chicago artists, which how you say it could be from anywhere. right? But it's, it's based on the drill rappers of today. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like how on one hand, they doing something to better their situation, Hopefully they doing it to better their situation, but the shit that they doing is not conducive to achieving a better situation. It's only putting you deep into the shit that you already in. Right. So it's, it's been many artists that motherfuckers probably not even privy to that had a chance to come out of Chicago and do something that never made it because they didn't fucking survive the type of music that they was doing. And that's what I mean. Going back to when I say Chicago always been too real for all good in the wrong way. Yeah. Like, it's crazy to think that that's really like an oxymoron. It's crazy to think that you could try to be better in your situation off something so destructive that you know you really gonna have to deal with and probably not gonna make it out of Right. Like if you're doing drill music in Chicago, you basically gotta lead a a career. You cannot remain in Chicago for long and survive and continue to do drill music. Like rest in peace FBG Duck, but he kinda like moved away from the sound Mm -hmm. for a little bit, but then Before he died, there was a song that he made and it was kind of back into that vein. And a lot of people feel like that was, not saying that anybody wasn't gonna do nothing to him if they caught him, but that was kind of like, I that was the nail in the coffin. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, you can't be here in the city making that type of music and just think that it's gonna be all good because motherfuckers is really about all the shit. Fucked up to say, I don't say that proudly. I don't say that on no tough shit. It just is what it is. Motherfuckers is really about that shit. So. Doing drill music in Chicago was very, very fucking dangerous. Like, you might as well be doing something else, you know what I'm saying, if you mm. actually think you're trying to get out get out and, and make some of yourself. Right. Like, not through drill. That's why I say, like, New York, I kind of like how they did it in New York because it's like, okay, at least motherfuckers not dying every other day behind the shit, at least to my knowledge. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I see artists being able to capitalize off that shit more. A lot of motherfuckers not able to do that shit in Chicago with that that type of music. So that was just basically telling the story of like the modern day, you know, Chicago rapper, you know what I'm saying? And like the shit that they go through and and me seeing it from a certain angle and just trying to present it in a certain light. Like I always try to make you think about shit instead of just demonizing shit. Because even though it's some foul shit, you know, motherfuckers didn't come out the womb foul. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these little niggas (laughs) is like I explained that shit in, in Gotham, like Gotham Gangways and and, and Dreadhead Zombies, they real connected. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. kind of like Dreadhead Zombies is the how, and Gotham Gangways is the what. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that's just basically a a, a tale of how, of how I seen these shorties and these artists get a name and then lose their life as soon as they got the name.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean we uh, we've seen it, man, and we've even seen how Chicago drill culture has influenced the way other gangs in others in other uh, states are moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, you know, we won't get into all of the things that they do, but you know what I'm saying? Um, you're starting to see it rub off. And I feel like, you know, Gotham Gangways and Dreadhead Zombies, like you said, um, Gotham Gangways really uh, uh, stuck with me just because of just where you were coming from and what you were explaining. And, and I was like, you know, there's not too many MCs that have touched on the topic at all, especially not even the manner that you have. But I felt like that was dope, man. And um, on the song Blessings, one thing that I like about that, right, is that you speak about um how the old school street code is gone, right? Um, You know, where women and babies and used to be off limits, right? And now we see in I mean, ain't nothing off limits. It seem like anymore. You know what I'm saying? If you can, like, it's found on on that song, and you know what kind of inspired that.
1: Blessings is the the chastising of the of the whole shit. Cause you know, mm. you want to be relatable. You understand what it is. In certain cases, I overstand what it is and where they coming from. Because to a certain degree, I did some of this shit. Right. But. At the same time, it's it's just different. Like it's just different. Like we still have respect for our elders, you know what I'm saying? We were still taught to have respect for our elders. We were still taught to value life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna say like I come from an era to where everybody was so noble and niggas was righteous and niggas it's wouldn't right. niggas right. wouldn't kill unless it was absolutely yeah. necessary. No, I wasn't that. We was doing a lot of goofball ass knucklehead shit too, mm-hmm. but was a fine line between shit and that line has been crossed time and time again and i don't even know if that line is still existing you know what i'm saying in today's uh street culture street climate whatever you want to call it so blessings is basically you know saluting the motherfuckers who still choose to live that life but still carry some sort of code of honor to themselves a code of ethics they're not gonna cross a specific line because i don't dislike street niggas you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like i don't demonize or hate street niggas like i come from that i myself i don't consider myself a street nigga but i know him and that's
0: the thing about street shit is whether you are participating in it or not being black we are always two seconds away from that shit anyway you know what i'm saying like whether it's family or friends or or you know just 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 what it is man yeah
1: so yeah man blessings is just saluting the niggas that conduct themselves in that, what don't conduct themselves in that manner, but might have to live that life or choose to live that life. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of chastising the niggas that live that life and just don't get no fucking, everybody gotta feel their wrath. You know, right. that's not honorable. Those are niggas I don't fuck with. You know what I'm saying? And It's usually those type that can't really be helped. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. don't really live long yeah. enough to even change their views or their ways on certain shit. So. Another one of them touchy ass joints, but again, when I heard the music, that's that's the shit that just came out, you know. So yeah, that's a salute to the niggas that still living that life uh that conduct themselves in a more respectful manner, regardless of what you think about street culture and street life. Right. And you know, to that uh that old school way of 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 living in the street, you know what I'm saying? Having yeah. some sort of honor about what you're doing and some sort of code of ethics and not crossing a particular line.
0: Yeah, and see, that's one of the things that I meant by with this album, like just all the different concepts that you that you touch, man. It's very powerful stuff and stuff that, you know, not everybody is willing to touch, you know, for whatever reasons. But I mean, you, you dove in head first and put it all out there, which makes it one of, you know, the dopest projects I've heard in a while. Um, with that said, like the underground, is in a good space, I would say, Um, you know, there's a high level of lyricism going on in the underground. Um, For those that, you know, have trouble finding it are usually the ones that are saying things that like hip hop is did. but we know better, you know what I'm saying? That the underground is in a great place. Um, What are, who are some of the underground MCs that that you currently rocking with? Because I feel like, Lyricism right now, and people may look at me crazy, but lyricism right now, I feel like, with a lot of cats, is at an all-time high. It's just not in the mainstream. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. Um, and so, who who you listening to? Who what, 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 you know what I'm saying? Whenever you're not creating, who are some, who are some of the cats that you rocking with?
1: Um, shit, a lot. To tap in, uh, add on to what you said real quick, um, man, that's an excellent point because I definitely feel like lyricism is at an all time high. But again, I'm a real logical individual. You know what I'm saying? Real common sense type shit. So two plus two is four any day of the week. You know what I'm saying? We have enough. We've had enough um, examples and you alluded to this earlier. We've had enough examples throughout the creation of this culture. Being able to rap is the basic shit. Everybody should know how to rap at this point in time. It's 2022. Right. Hip hop was created in some wanna say 73, 74, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Rap shit, probably before then, as but just not being called rap. You know, so we've had many examples of how to, you know what I'm saying, be a master ceremony or whatever you want to call it. Like we had many examples of motherfuckers who understood how to excel at rhythm and poetry. You know what I'm saying? So being able to rap is just the basic shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. that's the basic level of nice. Like, what can you do to add on? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you said. So with that being said, the motherfuckers I respect, or that I, I'm listening to, everybody who I mentioned from the crib, from Chicago, who mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier. Um, But then you got, like, the people who I've come across on social media. You know what I'm saying? A lot of them came via Twitter. You got right. Know It All who just released a machine. You know what I'm saying? A dope-ass yeah. uh, project. I can't mm-hmm. I can't remember the uh the producer's name, you know what I'm saying? But um that was a, a super super heavy ass project, you know what I'm saying? You got backwoods, sweetie. Like I absolutely adore Shorty, you know what I'm saying? Like Christina Chante was one of the dopest pieces of music I've heard from male or female in a minute. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like the way the way she art- articulated her thought, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, um, the thoughts themselves, the way she was able to mesh the thought with the music, you know what I'm saying, the-, the beats, like everything. And like she did an interview, I think it was with Don't Sleep on the Couch, shout out to Cash and uh, and Prez. Shout out to them. And she had said something about somebody had a criticism or critique of, she sounded like she reading off paper, I instantly was like what like Shorty remind me of like Angela Davis or somebody like she sounds right. like she had a podium or something like right. speaking. Yeah. You I didn't hear I that like, either. I didn't hear yeah. the,
0: you reading off a paper. It doesn't sound like.
1: Yeah. Like she has a voice, like she's a speaker. You know what I'm saying? So she definitely another one. Um,
0: her know it all.
1: Uh, shout out to homie Nums. You know what I'm saying? I still got to tap in more to his work, but you know what I'm saying? I'm getting more familiar with him. Um, uh, death soldier. You know what oh, I'm saying? Yeah. I think he, uh, messing yeah, he with, him, uh, sure. Rome streets camp. You know what I'm saying? He dope. Yeah. We got some shit coming. Uh, of course the homie JR, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I, uh, I, he had me on his, um, on his, I believe it was his last project. Uh, Tessera, I believe it is. Um, who else? Uh, of course, King James. Yeah. Um, he, another dope MC, like he put out a project with kill. That's, I didn't first hear him, uh, hear him on that but that's something that I definitely tapped into. Who else? Because I want to make sure. Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's sure a great project. Yeah, yeah. Facts. Um, who else man? It's it's so many of us man and everybody yeah. is tapping in. I hate to feel like I'm leaving anybody out but it's just so many. Like it's, yeah. it's so many. That's why I can't really I can't hear, I can't even dignify a motherfucker with a rebuttal when they talk about rap or hip-hop is not in a good space mm. is lacking as this and that no just say you lazy and you want to be spoon fed yeah, by fact. mainstream media fact. like i could respect that more is. yeah you know what i'm saying because that's what it is. and that's cool because that's what we all come from we mm-hmm. spoiled to the point where the raw niggas was the mainstream back in yeah. the early 2000s yeah the dope shit was in the mainstream so i get it but let's just say that you haven't uh, evolved enough to the point to where you can't separate that. I understand that that time is over now, mm-hmm. and you have to do a little bit more digging on your own to find what it is that you probably would like. You know what I'm saying? So I do not even dignify that shit with a response, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's man, it's crazy. It's an abundance of raw ass MCs out mm-hmm. here doing what it is that they doing. Like, and, you and made, all of them, you made them made about support.
0: fifteen from Chicago alone, and you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure every major city. I I know every major city got pockets of real killers on that mic. You know what I'm saying? And um, what I want to see is more, though, I want to see locally more support for those type of MCs. Because I know, like, in, like, even, like, let's say, I'm like, you know, like in Dallas, right? Like, uh, you know, what gets pushed a lot is one certain sound. And you and but there's shitload of MCs that are going bar for bar with niggas, but it's a whole different movement. You know what I mean? And I would like I would right. like for the light to be shined on that a little more. But you're right, man. Um, at this point, you're just being lazy if you can't find it. Um, moving forward, though, what do you have planned? What 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 you got working on? Um, uh, what can people expect? coming
1: from I am God in 2022. Man, shout out uh Black Chidori too and his pops, oh, yeah. uh, uh Monstar. They definitely they definitely be on their shit. I rock with them heavy too. Me too. Um as far as man as far as what I'm doing, you know, I got a project coming. I I told myself I wanted to do three um for last year for 2021. I could have rushed the third one and put it out in December. But I decided to, you know what I'm saying, just, I'll prove my point. I said I wanted to do three. I got two out of three. All right, cool. Because like I said, I've done more with more personal responsibility than I did when I didn't have that much responsibility. So I'm satisfied with that. And that let me know that I'm ready to do this shit and go hard with it. So, But also, heaven, I,
0: Hell's Angels and Heaven's Demons still got legs. It's still, It's still, you know what I mean? It's new to a lot of people.
1: Exactly, and that's another thing to where it's like, okay, I don't want to just be putting out music just to say I put out such and such amount of projects either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to have a purpose and it and it to have a meaning. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting motherfuckers uh, getting reviews from uh, the Eternal Reflection. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of like a lot of people, like I kind of felt that on my own, but a lot of people was kind of like solidifying. Like I feel like as of right now, that's my crown jewel. I ain't gonna say that's the best one. Mm-hmm. I can't really rate them like that, but I say that's my crown jewel because I really stretched the level of creativity and I really had something to say of substance on that. So, that's a lot of people um still bringing that up, so that still got legs. You know what I'm saying? And it's again, this is surprising to me because I ain't nobody yet. You know what I'm saying? And the way that we um digest music is just so it's so rapid. It's yeah. wasteful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's it's so wasteful and so rapid. So, you know, I held back on the next joint. Um, I'm still, you know what I'm saying, keeping quiet on the title and the the producer who I put it out here and now to certain people, but um, the rollout is coming. You know what I'm saying? I'll probably, it'll probably be coming in, I initially had plans for it in December, then initially had plans for it in like February, maybe March, but it's looking like it's gonna be April. You know what I'm saying? Shout out again to the label, Decay Filthy Analytics Recording Company. You know what I'm saying? We got some things coming. So you gotta be a team player, you know what I'm saying? When it's your time to shine, then you yeah. up the back. You know what I'm saying? And the end, you uh you supported everything else that's going on. So, you know, we got the homie water, you know what I'm saying? He finna drop uh order of the day, return to the cherry tree. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know by that title, he talking some shit. Yeah, right, you know right. <laughs> and that's produced entirely by um, I think that's Tone Beats. So okay. that's dropping next month. Um uh, I think oh, it's that's coming out next month. I believe it's February 16th, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So uh that's coming. Um, we got a few more things coming out from Filthy. So no uh no tentative date yet, but we we saying April right now. But um I'm, i mean shit, the, the title is cool for the title. Uh I'ma just say the producer too. Uh the title of the project is gonna be called Murder Castle. You know what mm. I'm saying? And for those unfamiliar, Murder Castle, uh, I can't remember the dude now. I think it's H.H. Holmes. Mm-hmm. It was a dude. He was he's touted to be uh the world uh I don't know if the world's or uh, America's first serial killer some okay. shit like that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So he basically had a uh a hotel uh, like a mansion that doubled as like a hotel, and you know what I'm saying? It's, it was reported that he killed like over 200 motherfuckers. And some people that say his, his body count went that high. Some people mm-hmm. say it probably was more. But it was during the time of the, uh, was it the World Fair? I think it was like the World Fair that was going on in Chicago. It's like 1800s, so yes. no DNA, no none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like motherfuckers can never really say, but it's 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 known to believe that like he killed over 200 motherfuckers and he had like rooms, like soundproof rooms, like rooms that led to other rooms, like vats of acid laying around and shit to where the this membrane body's like crazy shit. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So. I just wanted to take that concept and like put it in, in some rap form. Like mm. how we talked about all these projects, like the eternal reflection, hells angels and heavens demons to what they have. Like it's really uh, it's really thought out and I, gotta, I got some serious shit to say. This one, I'm coming from motherfuckers heads, bro. Like yeah. this is my time to let motherfuckers know. Like I didn't gave y'all the conceptual side of me. Y'all know I could do this. Y'all know I could tell these stories and I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm done with that. But yeah. for this particular project, I'm letting motherfuckers know that I am a problem to be dealt with when it just comes to the bars and just coming to this thing we call rhythm and poetry, which is rap. Like, I'm fucking motherfuckers up with this one. You know what I'm saying? And I, I brought a few homies along for the ride to help me do some of the fucking up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So this one is like no holds bar. Like, I put out a tweet, like, last year sometime, like, well, I, I said I'm coming to motherfuckers crib, uh, putting my dirty feet up dirty shoes on the the table going in the refrigerator with dirty hands pissing (laughs) on the toilet seat like just (laughs) grimy shit you know what I'm saying that's what I meant when I said that like it's just some grimy shit like I'm talking my shit on this you know what I'm saying so I'm looking forward to the response here what the people think of that one but that's basically like staking my claim as one of the best niggas doing it I feel like I've done it Mm. just letting the music speak for itself and letting the work show as the homie Jay Smalls would say but this one I'm I'm telling you you know what I'm saying if you didn't feel that way I'm telling you you know what I'm saying so yeah, I'm I think I that. think
0: that's dope and that and that makes perfect sense because of yeah. uh, the of the of where you went with the last two projects you know it might be time to let niggas know what you know what I mean and I think we all looking forward to it man um, you wanted to in my opinion you know you of the dopest lyricists um in the game right now the way you can go back and forth between those different worlds man right. you know, no doubt man and I, I appreciate you uh for coming on um i'm gonna at the end uh um, when i put this out i'm gonna make sure i have uh the links to the music in the description but for those uh that that don't pay attention let everybody know where they can find your music at
1: oh man um you could actually purchase everything via my band, excuse me via my band camp my band camp is uh God's gift, g-a-w d s g-i-f t dot bandcamp.com. Um and we got everything on there from you could buy the digital version, the regular shit of the uh all three projects. Um, I'm out of CDs too. and we never say, say it again. You got vinyl too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just about to say, mm-hmm. I'm out of CDs and I don't have vinyl for the first project, being I am god. We never did vinyl for that. That might be something we look to do, you know what I'm saying, in a uh in the near future. But uh, for the first project, we had a CDs, never did vinyl, well, haven't done vinyl yet. Uh, as far as the Eternal Reflection, um, we still got CDs available, still got vinyl available. You can also, like I said, buy a digital version if you want to do that, Hells Angels and Heavens, Heaven's Demons. You can also buy a digital version or you can buy CDs. The vinyl hasn't came yet. We had a few technical difficulties as far as the manufacturer. So... We're looking to receive the vinyl somewhere around summertime now. It was supposed yeah. to initially be around Christmas, the beginning of the year. But now we're looking at June, maybe July. So as soon as we get the vinyl for Hell's Angels and Heaven's Demons, we'll definitely be shipping those out. I um, also got a, a shirts, a T-shirts on a, on the band camp. Just added them uh, this past weekend. Um, I Am God doing filthy shirts. You know what I'm saying? You can go grab those, uh, 30 bucks a shirt. You know what I'm saying? Shipping, all that is included. Um, you can also uh, get my music on almost anywhere you can stream music, whether that's Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, Pandora, you know, YouTube Music, whatever it is, just search for I Am God. You know what I'm saying? And I'm there official. You know what I'm saying? So just looking to continue to uh, move forward with the music. You know what I'm saying? And keep improving
0: my craft and shit. Keep giving the motherfuckers what they want. Yeah, man, I'm definitely a fan of the music, bro. I definitely appreciate the way you approach it Um, and just, you know, how you approach making music, man. I feel like your voice is very much needed and I appreciate you for coming through the show. Uh, Whenever it's time, whenever the new, the new joint drop, just come back and then, you know what I'm saying? We'll let everybody know what's going on with the new album.
1: Gratitude, bro. I appreciate you. And I definitely love to do that, bro. Much respect for
0: gratitude. Much respect to you, bro, man. You have a good one, G. Yes, sir. Peace.